Hello. I am Pastor Neil Wemus. I am a nephew to Howard Wemus. Uh, this is going to be a slightly altered version of what I spoke at Howard, my Uncle Howard's uh, um, funeral this past Saturday. I meant to record it during the funeral, but uh, forgot to get the iPad recording. So this is a kind of a late recording of it. Uh, I wanted to post this for those who were not at the wedding, the funeral, uh, and it was, and it might be a little bit, tiny bit longer than what I said at the funeral. Uh, the funeral I spoke, which kind of ended, what ended up being kind of like a mini, another second sermon, and I felt like I needed to because I knew, I figured Howard, I believed Howard would have wanted me to do so. Uh, he was. Howard was very, very supportive of me uh, when I was at Concordia, Wisconsin, when I was at seminary. Uh, he was there for my installation service at St. Peter's Lutheran Church in Ocheedon. I know him, and uh, he has been, he listened to a lot of my sermons off of SoundCloud, which you're going to be listening to this off of. And. So I knew it was important that I preach something. And it was also just as important for Pastor Hesse to do his sermon because Pastor Hesse was there every step of the way and he was there for every hospital visit. He was there, especially in those last days. And I know that he was a big, big part of my uncle's life. And he highly, highly appreciated him. So that's why everybody ended up with basically two sermons. Uh, and so, as I was thinking about what to say on that day, I was trying to think through the memories that we had. If there's something I could rope in. I, could, I was thinking about my... Uh, I was thinking about the times when I was a little kid and we were at... Uh, the house in, in Moorhead, uh, on Maple Lane, Morningside, just down from the high school. I remember way, way, way back then, we're talking about when I was not even as far as seven years old or younger. I remember uh, Julie, Julia and Howard coming and saying, we're gonna, oh, we're coming to take you home with us, is that okay? And... I remember me because I was just a little kid. I got a little scared. I was like, no, I want to stay here. I remember some of those times that uh, we would go to uh, we'd go to the many Christmases that we'd celebrate at Howard and Julia's home, the farmhouse there, just outside of Benaga. I was thinking about the to the shenanigans that me and Josh. Uh, who is Howard's grandson, uh, would get into. Uh, some reason, I, the thing that popped into my mind was, uh, trying to remember, was one of uh, Evie, the, the Evan Roy's kids, one of their weddings, I think that we got into some shenanigans at theirs. It might have been for my cousin Warren, I'm not positive. But anyways, I just remember, you know, many things that happened, many of the things that we did, and... But the thing is, really, the thing that mattered the most, more than anything else, and that is, 
that Howard was baptized into Jesus and he carried that faith in Christ all the way to his last breath. He could say, as this hymn says, God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. Do I need a treasure's many? I have one worth more than any that bought me salvation free, lasting to eternity. So hear that? God's own child. I gladly say it. Howard could say from the moment he was baptized, this is the reason why when you go to a church, you see the pastor robe in those white robes. This is why you see that, that white funeral pall over the casket. It is a reminder that in the waters of baptism, we are clothed in the, ro the robes of righteousness. We are clothed with Christ's righteousness. As Galatians says, all of you who have been baptized have put on Christ, have been clothed in Christ. So we could say, God's own child, I gladly say it. I am baptized into Christ. Which means that, see here's the thing is that at funerals we get this weird notions. We, we want to point out to how good this person, a person was or was not. Well, usually we don't say how bad they were, but we'll usually talk, well, oh, look at these good things they did. They did this, they did that, they did that and that. And we want to use that and we say these things to point out how they were good enough to be saved. But the thing is, is that they're not good enough to be saved. I'm not good enough to be saved. None of us are good enough to be saved. But we were, I am baptized into Christ. My Uncle Howard was baptized into Christ. And that gave his full redemption price. It was what, that brought him salvation free, lasting to eternity. This is why our baptism is so important. That is the seal, the promise, the guarantee of eternity. Now, as we walk through, but the thing is, we walk through this world. The world isn't always easy. I'm mindful of that last week is, was just such a rough week. It began with Saturday. Uh, I, I got the call for one of my members who had died that day. He was 58 years old. His name was Keith Vickery. He had passed away that day. Died, died of pneumonia, from what, I, from what I understand. And, you know, left behind four kids. A wife. And then... Meanwhile, at that time, I was, you know, thoughtful of what was going to happen with Howard. 
knowing that he was suffering through the pain of cancer until he faced his last days and he and then he died on Tuesday then I heard about A situation in Missouri where uh, two high school kids were gone on a high school trip, senior trip. They drowned in a lake. Then you hear. Then I heard about some of the situations that um, my stepmom Joy is connected in. Some of these friends of hers that are dying, they're getting they're sick and on their last days as well. I thought about, and then I saw on Facebook just the other day, a couple days ago, uh, Jamie Petala and his wife, they had a child who was born only to die a few moments later. You have and then the morning of Howard's visitation Pastor Hesse went to visit on one of his own mem- another one of his members who had died see that was all stuff that happened in one week ladies and gentlemen that is how cruddy let's put it bluntly that's how crappy this world is and how crappy it could be so many people dying. One of my good friends, his his wife, uh, they had a memorial service, I believe it was, for his her grandmother on Saturday. I mean, this is just the evidence, you know. As it says in Psalm 23, that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Every day is a day in which we could die. No one is immortal. Every single person that's listening to this is on the way to their grave. And so to that, that hymn that I was singing again, it says in verse 4, Death, you cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. When I die, I leave all sadness to inherit paradise. Though I lie in dust and ashes, face all shrouds brightly flashes. Baptism has the strength divine. <coughs> Excuse me. To make life immortal mine. Hear that? Death, you cannot end my gladness. You cannot take my gladness or my joy. I am baptized into Christ. I am a child of paradise.
In fact, that's what it says in the final verse of this hymn. There is nothing worth comparing to this lifelong comfort Open I my grave is staring, even there asleep secure. Though my flesh awaits its raising, still my soul continues praising. I am baptized into Christ, I'm a child of paradise. See, that is the promise that we cling to. That, because we're baptized into Christ. My uncle baptized into Christ. The people that I mentioned died, all of them, even though I don't know those two high schoolers, they went to a Lutheran high school, I'm going to go with confidence and believe that they were baptized. All of them were baptized into Christ and they walked in faith in Jesus. Even little Elsa, who was, who was born for only a few minutes, her father Jamie was, eight, was had the opportunity to baptize her before she passed from this world. Even she too will inherit paradise. Is in eternity. Another hymn that very reflective of this is a hymn that's entitled "For All the Saints." So many of you might know it, and "For All the Saints" is a hymn that speaks of the great host of heaven. See, the thing is, because Howard, all these people were baptized into Jesus. They receive that robe of righteousness. They have been purified. They're holy. They're sanctified. They are without sin. On account of the blood shed by Jesus on the cross. As a free gift of grace. They live in eternal life. The reason, one of the reasons you see the pastor wearing those, another reason you see pastors wearing white robes is because it's also a preview of things to come. It's a reminder that one day it will come that all of us will be amongst the host arrayed in white. We know that hymn, be, be, Behold a host arrayed in white with thousand snow-clad mountains bright. But Howard died. He became a member of that host arrayed in white. As do all who die in the faith. They are in that number that's mentioned in Revelation 7. Where there's no hunger, no thirst, no scorching heat. That is where Howard became a member of at his death. He is of the people that we speak of when we sing for all the saints who from their labors rest. But listen. Below there breaks a yet more glorious day 
the saints triumphant rise in bright array. The King of glory passes on his way. Alleluia, alleluia. So you hear that? Below there breaks a yet more glorious day. Because you see, when Howard was laid into the ground, the scriptures say that we sowed the body into the ground. Just like a farmer, they sow a seed into the ground, as many farmers are doing at this time of the year. They're sowing seeds into the ground with the hope in the intent that that seed is going to sprout up and it will be a new plant. It will be almost like a new life. And so it will be. That everyone who's died in the faith, their body will be sown into the ground. And then on the last day, it will be that the King of glory, who is Jesus, is going to pass along his way. And he's going to say, he's just going to say, to all the saints. He's going to say, get up. He's going to say, Howard, get up. He's going to say to me, get up. He's going to say to Pastor Hesse, get up. He's going to say to Julia, get up. He's going to say to Clifford, get up. Linda, get up. He's going to say to all those who have ever died in the faith, he's going to say, get up. And you know what? They will. They will stand up a new and glorious body. A risen body. A body that will never see death and suffering again. So like I said, you'll say to Jack, to Marie, to my dad, Ken, to Roy, get up. And they will. So as this hymn continues, from us white bonds, from oceans farthest coast, through gates of streams, in the countless host, singing to far the Son and Holy Ghost. Alleluia, alleluia. And then there's one more hymn I want to bring into this. See, when the, past, when the Lord is going through, Jesus is walking through the cemetery, which is kind of a bit of a, uh, almost like a slumber party. Everybody's sleeping from a really busy day which is life. And Jesus is going to walk through and he's got them ready not for Chuck E. Cheese, but he's got them ready for the banquet, the everlasting banquet. So he's going to walk through and he's going to just say, get up, get up, you know, as I said. And so they're going to hear the voice of Jesus. And their ears are going to open for the first time in the new creation. Because what I'm talking about is the bodily resurrection. 
I mean that if you walk through any of a number of cemeteries, no matter how big or small, Jesus is going to go through those and he's going to tell those people that have died, get up, get up, get up. And they're going to, their ears are going to open and they're going to hear singing that they have never heard in their entire lives. See, they're going to be greeted into his salvation just as Jesus was greeted on the day of ascension with the singing of angels, with the singing of victory, the singing of triumph. You're going to hear words you, no mortal ear has ever heard. You're going to smell the foods of that banquet that is ready. And you're going to breathe that first breath, and it's the breath of the Holy Spirit. It will be a, and it's a breath that will never end. And you'll open your eyes, and you will see the face of your heavenly Father. And the first sensation of your flesh will be that of Jesus embracing you, holding you, hugging you. As his dearly beloved child. Because remember God's own child. I gladly say it. He's going to embrace you. As a father embraces a child. This is what we look forward to. So it says here. To our lives of wanton wandering, send your spirit promised guide through our lives of Through our lives of fear and failure, with your power and love abide. Welcome us as you were welcome to an endless Easter time. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to breathe the Spirit's grace. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to see the Father's face. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to feel the Son's embrace. So that's, that. so hear that. That is what we look forward to. That is what is coming for all those who die in the faith. So until that day comes... Howard would want his family, more than anything else, to be in church, to be hearing God's word. The promise of forgiveness and life and salvation that only comes through Jesus. Go to the divine service. And even more than, even as important is that you hear, is that you receive the Lord's Supper. I'm recording this. This is Monday. The funeral was on Saturday. So yesterday, I had the Lord's Supper at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ankeny, Iowa. Several hundred miles from where Howard was buried. But you know what? Because the grandeur 
of what the Lord's Supper is and of the community of saints, the communion of saints of which we confess in the Apostles' Creed, I can say with confidence that I took communion alongside Howard, alongside Alongside my Grandpa David, my Grandma Maya, my Grandpa Ollie Miami, Grandpa Livingston. Alongside little Elsa who lived only but for a few moments. Alongside anyone and everyone who has ever died in the faith, you are communing with them. In the communion of saints... Looking forward to the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. Taking of that foretaste of the grand feast that is to come. Go to the Lord's Supper if you miss somebody who died. Yesterday, like I said, I, vis I communed with Keith Vickery who died over a week ago. I communed with those two kids that died in that drowning. You commune with everyone that's died in the faith. That's why we say in our liturgy, therefore, the angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing, holy, 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 holy. Be in his word. Receive his sacrament. And look forward to the day that we join with all those who have died in the faith in the marriage feast of the Lamb, which has no end. To him be all glory. In Jesus' name, amen.